American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined and the final four is set. Looking to wager on these games or the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to the Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm here with our guys, former point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Guys, how are you doing? It's Friday. How you guys, how you guys feeling? Great. Doing good. Yourself? Can't complain, can't complain. Uh, well, I can't complain when we talk about the Sixers, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get into that. Um, but Tasia, you, you did have a we, – we were playing pickup basketball last night with a bunch of uh, friends, and there was kind of a – got into a heated debate afterwards, a ta- mainly Tasia. But Tasia, you want to ask Eric what we were talking about last night? Yeah, so it was based off of Durant's comments about how um, – basically said OKC and Golden State should retire his number. Uh-huh. And we got into a big debate about retiring numbers. And and yeah. I like to play devil's advocate a lot. So I was saying, because one of the guys was saying, oh, it's totally reasonable Miami retires LeBron's number, but not Durant and OKC. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on a second. What are the parameters for retiring numbers? Because, I mean, granted, they were a great team, but he was the best player on a team that won two championships. So I don't get what the parameters are. What do you th- What do you think about that? As far as I mean, at the same token of Miami retiring LeBron's six, is it unreasonable for Durant to think that Golden State should retire his number? I think it's a no-brainer that they should retire both. Yeah, I, I think that he's what he what he did at Oklahoma City. I mean, he left there the leading score. I mean, Russell passed him with the you know from playing more years, but what he did for that team, that franchise, yeah, he's he's. He's done it, done it. You go to Golden State and, you know, MVP finals and two championships. Yeah. I mean, they haven't won it since he left. Um, so I think that, I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, I think that it's a it's a it's a case for whether how he finishes Brooklyn, whether they would do it is to me is the only question. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but he's putting up <laughs> for what he's done in the games that he's played there. He's, he's been tremendous, so I, I don't see I don't see even why it's even a question of why um, either team would do it. Like I, don't, I mean, I know Nate McMillan got his jersey retired when we, we were in Seattle because of, really because of longevity. It was the only team he played for ten years. Um, I know it's somebody at OKC I can't think of his name that got his jersey retired because of the same thing. 
I guess that's maybe what that was their counter. Their counter argument was a, he was, he was hardly, he wasn't there for that long. And B they were, they, he, he didn't make them a championship team. He was already, they were already a championship team before he even got there. That was their counter argument to what I, I was saying. No, he made them a, a two straight championships. Yeah. That's yes. what he did. I, I mean, yeah, that was my, that was my, reason why they went and got him. Right. That, that is the reason why they went and got him. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. But that's I, exactly I mean, what people, I said. Like you, you, you don't have to. There's no criteria for a retired jersey. Like, mm-hmm. not saying well, you got to be this or you got to be that. I know in some colleges they have criteria for it, um, but it's not in the NBA. It's like people can retire jerseys. It's a big gray area, huh? Whatever they want to retire them for. Yeah, seems that way. Yep. Okay. We're talking about this last night. We're like, we have to ask Eric about this. Just to, you know, just to, to kind of settle it. <laughs> I think it's a no-brainer that both places do it. So, I mean, yep. go to state. Then go to state will end up retiring um, from those championship teams. You know, I believe they'll do. You know, five to six guys. I mean, you got the obvious four to me, and then I think it's maybe two other guys. I mean, I think Iguodala gets it. I should get his. He yeah. should get one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's the fifth guy right there. Hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously you got Dre and, um, Steph and, and Clay along with KD. Let's, you know, you, you get three championships in that time period. Like we can't be talking about these guys as one of the greatest, <clears throat> excuse me, the greatest teams to ever play and they can't get their Jersey retired. Like, yeah. was right. I agree. Before they put up championships. Yeah. All, all of those guys should get it. Yeah, people look at Tasia crazy last night when he brought Big Wadalik in his jersey retired. Yeah, I was like, I mean, they're like, like, like look, Bruce Bowens is retired with the Spurs. That's a great example. Hell, I, I even brought up Robert Ory with the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I mean that the the, the tougher part, the thing about um, Robert is like he was huge for the Lakers, huge. But but that's they, where they would have won one of those. But that's where, like, the debate is, like, did he play long enough? But it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Bruce played a long time. But, like, yeah, I think Robert. But the the difference with with Robert and the Lakers is I think he deserves it. But when you look up there in in the rafters, it's only a certain level that they put up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So – you mean the Lakers, Kareem, you're not Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Robert, Ori, you mean? Yeah, the Lakers are different. Like, it's yeah. certain – their their criteria, I think, is on a different level than some other teams of who they put in the rafters. So, LeBron, in your opinion, in L.A., gets one? Yes. Is that because he won one with them? Yes. Okay, so if he didn't win one and he played like five years of really good basketball, you'd say he shouldn't get one up there. I wouldn't necessarily say he shouldn't. I would just think that you know, I don't know. Okay, because you know the, with the Lakers, is it always about whether you're good enough? Yeah, yeah, get you the know, ring. So we obviously know he's good enough, but their criteria is different. Harder, yeah. different. In that argument last night, I learned that Michael Jordan or number twenty three is retired in Miami, and because when Pat Riley went over there, he he didn't want anyone wearing number twenty three. I didn't know that until that argument last night. I thought that was very interesting. Yes, that's true. That's how you know Jersey retiring has its own rules. This is a big gray area. Yeah, it's crazy. 
23 is different, man. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now we're going to get into the Sixers. Um, yeah. If you are a Sixers fan, you've been on Twitter. I mean, I, I've tried to, to stay away from Twitter over the last few days after, well, especially after last night, I, I kind of stayed away from it. Um, but um, so last, oh, so we lost another close one in Milwaukee uh, after being up by almost 15. We were up by 14 in the third quarter in that one. And then we got blown out in the fourth quarter last night uh, to the 14th place uh, Detroit Pistons. So we kind of been touching upon this a little bit over the last few weeks um, of the Sixers giving up big leads. But um, what what is going on, Eric? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't. Um, you, 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 we can put together spurts and you can get leads and you can look like a dominant team. And then it's just. It's just it's not really like a true collapse. It's just like. Gradually, it's like we we're not playing better, or we we can't we can't get a bucket, we can't score. Like a Detroit team, I believe they ended the game on uh, 20, 23 to nine run in their game or something like that. Um, Twenty three to four, yeah, worse. So it, it should never be like that. Like it should that should never happen. Um, especially right now because the stakes are higher. Like you, you, you are playing for a playoff seed. Um, you know we're four now, but five and six aren't too far behind. I mean, it's still reasonable for them to catch you. Yeah. Um, so, and you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're on the road every series. Um, that's that's really an uphill battle. So I just, it's disappointing from the standpoint that um, the sense of urgency. And closing games and the sense of urgency of just putting teams down and keeping them down um, isn't it hasn't happened the last few games. I mean, I think the you know the Laker game and the Clipper game that happened, but since that point, um, it's been pretty tough as far as you know holding leads, maintaining leads, um, and then just keeping the team down and knowing how to just bury a team and get the win. Like we should have had some of these games where we're, we're have our guys going over, sitting down and getting rest at the end of the games, because we've pretty much cemented this win and that's just not happening. So that's, that's disappointing because that brand of basketball and the way you're playing can easily transfer to the playoffs easily. That's, that's something that that's going to be hard to shake. Yeah. Hey, what I, are your thoughts? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what it is either. It's really strange. It, it's and I said this to you during the game. I said to you during a couple of games, Milwaukee one, especially we get teams in this like eight to 12 point range where we're up just in that range. We get it up to 12 they get it down to eight. We don't ever put our, their, our foot to their throat. And then all they need is a mini run. And it's a two position game. We're only up by like four and, and it feels like a completely different game. We just don't ever, we don't get them to like the 20 point, lead a lot i mean i know we have that you know the 15 point thing but even with that they get it down to 10 a lot it just it it's just so odd i i just feel like you got to build off that lead you can't just be happy with a 12 to 4 point lead, 14 point lead because good teams will if you get them within striking distance they're so going to come back you, so you you guys are brothers right mm. <laughs> you ever wrestled before yeah yeah sure okay you wrestle right so when someone was on top and, and you're wrestling and someone's on top. Do you, you expect the person that's on the bottom to eventually fight more, right? Fight harder. Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay, there you go. 
That's what it is. They're going especially, to put especially if you know the guy on the bottom is a str- yeah. uh, really really strong too. Yeah, but they're going to put for, even if they they aren't, they're going to try harder. So if you pull back and you don't continue to get harder, they're going to eventually cut the lead. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. So so then all of a sudden they cut the lead and they get some some confidence going, and then all of a sudden they have a guy like Giannis. Then it can really change. It can change quickly. Yep. Uh, you in Phoenix, and they got those guys in that team. It changes quickly. Detroit got some young guys that got it going. They felt good, and now all of a sudden they're playing desperate. They're playing like it's no pressure. Things change. It's so weird, too, because you look at the Pistons game. If you just saw our box score and you saw our, our stats, you'd be like, we, we must have killed them, right? Because Tobias shot well. He's 6 of 9, 14 points. He had three blocks, only one turnover. And he's been playing really well, actually. The last 12 games looked up 43% from three on almost five attempts a game. So he's 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 picking it up. Um, Maxi, 13 points, five of 10 shooting. That's not bad. 10 shots, not enough. Joel, 11 of 19, 37 and 15. He did have seven turnovers, but still. And then Harden is the one you're like, Ugh, four of 15, 18 points, which is, is pretty bad. But our bench did nothing. So they were outscored 38 to nine. Um, and then again, that run at the end. I just think, and I read a stat yesterday, our bench is last in the points per game scoring since All-Star break, 23.3 a game. They're just not. It, it, I think some of it is is um, we're just not getting stops when we need them. Because you can, on offense, you can miss all the shots you want if you got a lead. If you got a 15-point lead and you don't score again, if you stop them from scoring, guess what the lead is? Still 15 points. Yeah. So if you get stops – you know, you can you can still win games, but I think that the one thing that, especially with the Detroit game, we had loud turnovers. And what I mean by loud turnovers are turnovers that like can be prevented, or turnovers that are leading to easy baskets. Um, those loud turnovers are game changers. Um, it's not like it's a turnover where you try to throw a lob and it goes out of bounds. You can get back and set your defense. I'm just talking about those turnovers where. Guys turn over, no one runs back. Now all of a sudden they got to they they get that layup, then come down, they get a stop, they hit a three. Those those turn those turnovers, those loud turnovers really hurts. And I think Big especially swings. Detroit, it, you look at that possession. Um, couple turnovers. I think it was Maxi and Joel had them. They both had like turnovers, and um, Bay ended up hitting the shot, hitting the three, yep. and then the game just changed. Yeah. It was almost out of reach so quickly. It was like not only were they winning, it was I didn't think we could win at that point. I was like, I don't think we're I mean, there's like three minutes left, but I think this game's over. I just don't. If you only watched the fourth quarter, like at the end of the fourth quarter, you you would have never thought that we were ever really ever in that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I I just and you know I'm gonna bring up what what Doc said last night uh, about lack of bench because everyone wants to blame the bench well they didn't score but they hardly shot so i mean uh doc said well they didn't struggle they didn't get a lot of shots in their defense i think that stretch was more about james than them so yeah it's a tough night so yeah, I, mean, I, I heard doc say that but i'm i'm wondering like and w- if they say he was out of context then what context was it supposed to be it sounds like he's blaming james <laughs> I, yeah is he blaming james for um, shooting too much, but he didn't shoot a lot. I, 
thing is, even if he did, you told him to. We have a quote from like last week or two weeks ago of him saying. No, that's what I'm saying because, you know, is it, you know, because I, I mean, I, I, I'll explain it. I just explained it to my son um, not too long ago. Um, would you want a guy to shoot a lot or a guy that dominates the ball? Which one you want to play with? I'd rather play. They aren't with, the same. No, they're not. I'd rather play with dominate the ball. Probably. I I, I think shoot a lot. To be honest with you, because dominate a ball and, and if you give it up with three seconds left on the shot clock, you're getting a shitty shot out of that possession. That's what happens a lot. That's not, I know it that's does. Your, that's not your normal shot. So a ball dominant guy, um, and there's a lot of them, but they come in different shapes. But you had you play with a guy that shoots a lot. Like I played with Allen Iverson. He shot a lot, but he wasn't a ball dominant guy. When he played with me, he wasn't. I had the ball more than he did. Um, yeah. so it, it's it's different. So I, I think um when people play with, you know, with a guy like so we have a ball dominant guy, but we really got two. Yeah. Because That's why I tarp those guys his shots too. off, man. Rightfully so with the, the way he's playing. Um, but then now James is there, so James is a ball-dominant guy. So you're going to have the disparity in shots. You're going to have guys not getting shots. It's going to happen unless you decide to take the ball out of someone's hands and put it in someone else, and that's a concerted effort from the coaching to do. Like I said that uh, a few episodes ago. And if you're not going to do that, it's going to be hard for guys to consistently get shots. It's going to be hard. No one, no one's going to let guys play and just catch wide open shots. It's not going to happen. So, so teams are doubling and tripling Joel, but when they're doing it, it's different. Some people are doing it on the catch. Most teams are doing it once they go into his move. Mm-hmm. And, and they're selective on who they're giving that shot to. So that's what's making it so hard. And and that's why I was saying before, no, like James got to take more catch and shoots because of that. Um, If we're going to give him that. But it's 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 a different dynamic. And I don't think it's one that's – we say it could never work, but I think it's one that's a concern because we probably needed more time to figure it out. Yeah, that's why they say midseason trades are tough to win a championship with. Especially with a guy like James, it, it takes not to mention, I said this last night to you, Marcus, we're an incomplete team. I mean, we we need another offseason to fill in gaps and, and, and get other players. We lost two important players to our team, you know, and we got one, but we're still missing an important depth piece. We don't have a real spark off the bench. I mean, Niang's a great open shooter, but he's not a spark off the bench, you know, so we are missing things. So I'm not shocked by some of the struggles that we're having. You know, I think if I had to pick something, I know obviously shooting is a premium, so you always take shooting in any form that you can get it. Mm -hmm. But I think we need a sort of a high-motor energy guy, someone that can get you some extra possessions, um, that can get you some, you know, take some charges or get some rebounds, get an easy basket in transition, get an offensive rebound. Like, that's kind of like what we don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say we don't have it on the team. We don't really have it like consistently playing. I think DeAndre Jordan was a guy like that. 
um, when he was playing more minutes. I just think with his his limited minutes because he's behind Joel, I don't think he'll have that kind of impact, consistency, and impact because yeah. of the the short minutes. Yeah. I and mean, again, we lost, you know, that was another thing we looked like Drummond was a big, he did, he filled in a nice gap when Embiid was resting. He did. He did a good job of it. Even in limited minutes, like he played 12 minutes and pulled down like seven or eight boards, you know? Yeah. We need that. We need a guy who can get rebounds. We're getting killed on rebounds too. So it's, it, it is rough. And I, I, if I'm James, I'm a little frustrated because one week Doc's telling you stopping a point guard, who cares about it? He literally said last week, don't worry about everyone else. Just worry about your shot. And then last night, it's well, James is shooting all these balls. It's like, I mean, what but are you? That's what I'm saying. But he's not. You, how can you say he's shooting all these balls if he's taking 15 shots? 15, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So that's why I gave you the question between ball dominant and shooting. It is different. Yeah, and him and Embiid. I'd love to see time of possession between when the ball's in him and Embiid's hands. It, it's got to be yeah. so much because between them is what uh, they shot what 17 so. Or 19 shots Embiid had? Uh, 17? What did yeah. he have? 17. So, so 32 between them? That's not – I've seen guys take 26 in a game and other guys score a lot. So, yeah, it's, it's – they're going to have to figure it out. I mean, that's, that's it's, you know, five more games left, six more games. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Yeah. Um, so more on the Doc stuff. And I, we kind of hinted at this for the last couple of weeks as, you know, we were going to talk about more about Doc's rotations as we got closer to the playoffs. I thought it was going to be more so in the playoffs, but I guess we're getting to that now. Um, but so after the blown lead against Milwaukee, um, they had, uh, and had said that they need to match his minutes with Giannis's minutes. Um, he said when he left the game, that's when the kind of the, the lead got lost. Um, and then today a report came out saying that there's people inside the Sixers organization and the players who aren't really happy with Doc's rotations and they really aren't seeing eye to eye with Doc. Like it's a really weird time for this, this report to be coming out, but what do you think about what Embiid said, Eric, uh, as far as matching minutes with the guy, the other, the opposing team's best player, like a Giannis? And what do you think about this report that's coming out? I mean, you can, you can, you know, I understand what Joel was saying. People saying matching minutes, um, and sometimes that's tough. I mean, because I don't think that Joel can play the type of minutes that Giannis can. I don't personally think that. Um, Maybe it was a situation where he comes back in sooner or you call a timeout. You know what I'm saying? Like you can kind of manage it. I don't think you necessarily need to match minute for minute, but I just think you need to shorten the game and manage the game a little different. 
Um, and like I said, either put him back in and then take him out or put him back in, call timeouts, do something um, to make an adjustment. Obviously, something needed to be done when the, when the run happened. Uh, I don't know if matching the minutes is the right result, but I just think that, you know, it would have helped or you would have helped to see what would have happened if Joel would have come back in the game. And he wasn't the only one that was out, too. So, you know, I believe yeah. James was out as well. Sometime while Giannis was ripping the soul out of Millsap's body, they, he should have, a uh, dog should have put and be back in there to be like, all right, why don't you go back in there and stop the bleeding a little bit? He's going a little too far. And you know what sucks is that Millsap on the lot on some of those possessions wasn't even playing bad defense. Giannis was just hitting. Yeah, I mean, shots. it was just, it was, I mean, he was going coast to coast. I mean, and, and I think some of that is Millsap, some of it is help defense. But like I said before, some of it is we didn't get, we didn't make shots either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that lead was cut because they were scoring. So if you still scored and the league, you know, the drought isn't that bad, but you have to get stops. You have to score the baskets, basketball. So it's kind of both ends. So I don't think it was just all they wanted to run, which they did, but we, we just didn't make, we didn't make shots and get stops. That's a horrible combination. Yeah. And and then, and then, as far as the reports from doc, I mean, this, who knows? I mean, I think that, um, you know, you have these reports, obviously, when you're on the losing streak, um, things come out. Um, I think people have been sitting on that for a while because it's someone if, if this if this season doesn't end the way the uh, things are hoped and, and the way people want them want it to go. I mean, that finger is going to be pointed at someone. It's going to maybe uh, quite a few people. Um, but someone's going to be up top for that finger to be pointed at. So you have a situation where the team and management made a position, um, made a um, change. Um, so when that happens, if it, if it doesn't work out, then it's either going to be the management, the coaching, or the players. Somebody's going to get that, that finger pointed at them. Um, so Last year it was Simmons. Something to expect it. Last year it was Ben. Simmons is gone now. No more. Can't blame it on Ben this time. I mean, he put it on Ben and, you know, unfairly. I mean, he probably, you know, I'm sure he got most of the blame, but, you know, he wasn't the only guy out there. I mean, nope. they didn't, the Hawks didn't beat him just because of him. Yeah. We didn't give up 25-point uh, leads only because of one guy. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so, and that's still happening. <laughs> yeah. Things so, are still being lost. And he hasn't yeah. played this year, so. Yeah, um, and that is on Doc's resume, losing big leads and big series leads. So it's it. I think it really depends on how we get if we get. Well, hopefully we all want us to win it all. But when if we do get booted from the playoffs, how do we get booted? I think that's going to be a big question. How and to who? Yeah, um, can't lose can't lose a series with home court anymore. No. And I'm okay with yeah. Embiid's comments. I think, you know, Doc and Embiid are both very honest guys in the media. They're both pretty pretty raw, right? Doc will tell you how he thinks, and same with Embiid. So, I mean, if Embiid's saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with him coming in and stopping the bleeding. Um, I know the whole players play and coaches coach thing, but you can't stop a guy from the bench. So, you know, if you're not out yeah, there I mean, playing. I understand that, but, you know, it's if you're going to play the whole game and he's going to do it, you know, I don't I – don't, he, he probably could – to help from a standpoint of getting us, you know, protection at the rim and scoring on the other end, I, I definitely think it could have helped. 
Um, but the the way he was rolling, I mean, he is one of the top players in the league for a reason. Yep. I think I think Doc better tread lightly a little bit when you when you're calling out James Harden. That's Maury's boy, so I mean I, I don't know. I think Maury's going to side with uh, his guy Harden if it, if it comes to that and there is an early round exit. But I will say there's something we talked about last episode was you know giving more minutes to uh, Bassie and uh, Paul Reed. Um, a big thing that people were really pissed off about during that Bucks game was if you look at that game before All Star break when Paul Reed guarded uh, Giannis, he was uh, Giannis is four for 11 when he, when guarded by Paul Reed during that game. Good job on him. And everyone's like, at, at what, at what point were we not going to kind of at least sub out? Cause Millsap. Yeah, he was, he did all right, but it wasn't working when, when MB wasn't in there. Why, why just rotate somebody else, try something new instead of kind of continue to be the dead horse and try to try the same old things. You know, like we, we used Paul Reed before and it, and it worked. Why not try it again? I, that, that's you know, I, I get that. I understand that. If he if he's in there and then he's had success with him, you at least yeah, I can see trying it again. Um, not to say it would have happened, but at least give it a shot. Doc can be pretty stubborn sometimes. I think that's he 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 gets his. I'm gonna do this. Let's see. Let's we're gonna see it through. Um, and he kind of just sticks to it all the way all the way to the ground, right? So I mean, I think a lot of coaches are like that, man. They're, they're yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's only Doc, but. Um, we've seen that before, right? Like, you know, uh, even in the playoff series, it took him a while to get some other guys off the bench. And that one game, he finally put Shake in and Shake went off and pretty much saved the game for us. Um, but before that, I think Shake was in the doghouse. Uh, Maxi hardly saw minutes in the playoffs. So I think Doc gets like set on who he wants to be in there and like that he's not going to compromise. That's why the other day he said he want everyone's giving him credit or not everyone's making fun of it. But, you know, I thought about putting, uh, Bassie or uh, Paul Reed, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thought about it. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully we figure out this this kind of bench situation. You know, we, we know we talked about it for the last two weeks. You know, we got to figure out our our eighth and ninth guys. Hopefully, Paul Reed. Hopefully, we get him in this next uh, these, these last six games. Hopefully, he gets in and actually shows something that Doc may want to play in the playoffs because. He's a fan favorite. The guy's all energy, and he might be that spark that you were talking about, Eric. I mean, when, when he's played, he, he has shown some kind of spark, and, he, and he, he's kind of fun to watch. Um, I remember last year we went to the, the Sixers Wizards playoff game. He was like doing these crazy dunks uh, before before the uh, before the game. It was like, you know what? Yeah, it's Paul Reed, baby. Um, <laughs> I was excited about it. But um, all right, so um, tomorrow we got uh, Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets right now are in a three way tie with the Nets and the Hawks. Uh, for that seventh seed. So they're playing really good basketball right now. Um, I don't know what the spread is. I don't think the spread's come out yet uh, just to see who, who might be injured, who might be out for tomorrow. But um, what are you? What are your game predictions for tomorrow, uh, Charlotte at Philadelphia, uh, in this basically must win for both teams, I, I'd say, at this point. Yeah, we got to win this. I mean, I know I, I've, I've been speaking that we win, and we haven't the last few <laughs> times. But um, I think – Seven and a half, by the way. Sorry. Oh. Just the way that we – you said seven and a half? Yeah. You said seven and a half? Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. That, that I'm not confident with. <laughs> um, I, I think we – I mean, we just got to get this win. I think that um, you got to look at it from the way you've been playing and you got to understand that it's one more weekend, um, the season's over. Um, so you don't you don't have any more – games to get ready for the playoffs outside of, of basically a week. So you have to start building on 
what you're going to do and how it's going to look and building that confidence and getting guys planned better, but playing better as a cohesive group, collectively, defensively, um, offensively, how you're really establishing, how you're really going to play. And where guys, you can cut out a lot of the surprises. So I think that we can, we can win the game. I don't think it's going to be easy because I think that Charlotte's very similar to a um, Toronto where they have a lot of guys around the same size and athletic and push the ball. That team type of team seems to give us trouble. Um, but we got to, you know, put Joel down there and he got to get in the paint and dominate a little more, shrink their defense, and then we got to knock down some shots. But more than anything, take care of the ball and get some stops. We have to do that. And if, if we get a lead, we got to maintain it. We got to build some confidence and not going to or down this stretch run um, feeling shaky whenever we get a lead. Yeah, and, they're, and they are playing good ball, man. Charlotte's, I think, 8-2 and two in their last 10. So they're playing good ball at the right time of the year. Um, they're fighting for seeding. They want to play at home in that play-in game. So they're going to try to earn it. And we don't have an excuse either. I think we're – we're basically where I think a half game behind, I think the Celtics, I think we're two games in front of Chicago. So um, we'd have to have a pretty bad collapse to go down. But I mean, it's our worst, it's our worst losing streak of the season with MB. We had a five game losing streak earlier in the year, but that was when MB was, was MIA for a little while. Um, so this is our worst losing streak of the season with MB. So not a good time to have it. Um, I think uh, I, I actually felt comfort when I saw the seven and a half because in my mind, that's Vegas telling you to take, you know, Charlotte. So I'm like, okay, I actually feel a little better about it now. I think we're going to, I think we're going to win. Um, I don't know how confident I am taking the seven and a half, but I, I think we do win by uh, a few possessions. Um, so, and we, we need it. We actually might even need it more than them at this point. Yeah, I can see that. I have a few points, take it a four and a half. I, I, I like that. I'll take it as a four and a half. <laughs> yeah. Never trust the spread. all right fellas that does it for us thanks for tuning in to believe in 76 presented by bet online we'll see you guys next week as we discuss this matchup and i believe we have the cavaliers on sunday um, if i'm not mistaken and that's the final game of that series so we'll get into all that as we get close to uh the playoffs and all the seeding questions that we'll have next week so gentlemen i hope you guys have a good weekend all right take it easy as well see you guys thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.